It's Living on Earth. I'm Steve Kerwood. Let's face it, baby polar bears are among the world's most adorable animals. So white and soft and cuddly. Of course, they don't stay like that, but Buffalo Zoo is about to have cute in duplicate. The one lovable bundle of fuzz that they've been bottle feeding has proved an irresistible draw since she went on show, and soon they'll have a second cub. Donna Fernandez is president of the Buffalo Zoo. Welcome to Living on Earth, Donna. Hello. So right now you have one polar bear cub and you're about to have two. How come? Well, we are hand-rearing our female cub, nicknamed Luna, because she was born on a full moon, um, because her mother was showing some inappropriate maternal behaviors and we didn't want to risk something happening to the cub. First-time mothers often don't know what to do. You know, something sort of plops out of you and like, oh my God, what's that? What am I supposed to do? That happens in wild populations as well as captive populations. In our situation, we had cameras in the four dens where the mother was and we were watching her constantly uh, after she gave birth to see how she was treating the cub. And she began to pace and hold it just by one paw, hold it incorrectly by its head. And we just got really nervous about what we were witnessing. So we've been hand rearing her for four months. Um, And we just got word that there's an orphan cub from Alaska that is similar age. He will be at the Alaska Zoo for 30 days, and they have to basically watch him. And then depending on his development, they'll send him to Buffalo to join our female um, so that they can sort of have playmates. And so what's his name? His name is uh, Cully, spelled K-A-L-I, which is the name of the Inuit word for the city in uh, Alaska where he was found. And what happened to his mom? His mother was shot, and I'm not sure the circumstances, if it was sort of someone defending themselves. There is a provision for the local Inuit to collect so many or hunt so many polar bears. I don't know the circumstance. All I know is that the mother was shot and the bear was turned into fish and wildlife. So of all the zoos in North America who could have taken this orphaned polar bear cub, why is he coming to Buffalo? It's exclusively because we have a similar aged cub. So he's just here for, you know, a number of months to uh, socialize with our cub, but eventually he'll be sent to one of the brand new facilities. Um, So it's really the importance of the peer raising uh, at this point for him. So now you're going to be hand rearing these two polar bear cubs. What do you have to have for a polar bear nursery school? Um, Mostly we have to teach them to swim. And so we're exposing them to pools, um, negotiating different terrains. You know, initially, it's basically just feeding them, you know, every hour and a half from a milk supplement and um, keeping the baby warm till they're able to thermoregulate on their own. One of the big problems is you don't want them to become too imprinted on humans. So having each other or peer raising them will help so that they definitely learn to bear-like behaviors because as they grow, they become obviously much more dangerous. Uh, Luna, our cubs, you know, claws have come in, her teeth are in. And so we do want to get her exercised and things, but sort of having her chase around someone in an exhibit to get exercised now is, is a risk for that individual keeper. So the sooner we can get two, you know, similar age playmates together, they can do rough and tumble play, which is important for their development. We also have to expose them to swimming. Uh, The pools that we have uh, picked out have areas that we can change the depth of the water because ordinarily the female 
would supervise the swimming of her cubs. And if they got into trouble, she could retrieve them. Well, without having a mother in with them, we have to make sure that they're in a safe pool situation at all times as they learn to negotiate different depths of water. So it's just transitioning them to be more and more active in a, you know, a more complex environment. So at some point, obviously, um, it's really not okay for a human to be in, I guess, the same enclosure as a polar bear. At what point does that come? And then how sad are you that you then can't, you know, scratch them behind the ear and everything? Well, it happens sooner than you might think. She's four months now, and she does, you know, if she bites you, it it's not like a little gentle play bite. It, it can really hurt. We are now moving to, a you know, a practice of not spending time in with her, um, especially now that we can transition her to a full meat diet. So, yeah, I'm sure by six months, but probably sooner than that, we would have no one going in with her. By the time she's six months, she's supposed to weigh in, you know, 60 to 70 pounds. So... That's a pretty big animal, but mostly it's the claws and the teeth that pose the risk. And of course, she's on her way to weigh, what, six or 700 pounds? And Eventually, yeah. Though um, Anana, her mother, was a sort of petite female, so she may be a smaller bear, but she looks like her dad, who was huge. So we think if she inherits her father's size as well as good looks, then she should be a big bear, too. And then the boy polar bears, uh, when they're growing up, they're, what, 1,200 pounds. They're big. Right, right. Um, he weighs about half of what our cub weighs. Um, so he's much smaller at this point. I don't know if he's just a couple weeks younger or whether it really is reflective of the condition of his mother in the wild that may have, you know, not had the same level of energy resources to support him. And so he's got a little catching up to do, but because the males are generally bigger, I'm sure he'll, you know, be putting on weight at the zoo in Alaska as well as when he gets here. He'll be, you know, making up the the difference pretty quickly. Uh, how much do you think climate change is is contributing to the increase in orphan polar bear cubs? It's the major factor right now. In Canada, last year they ended up dispatching or terminating a number of polar bears that are just coming in starving or were near death. With with global warming, if the sea ice melts earlier in the spring and forms later in the fall, it really reduces the total time that bears can hunt successfully. And so that will compromise female health. So whereas they used to always have twins, there's more singletons, higher mortality rates of cubs, as well as much higher mortality rates of adults now. But I suppose somewhat sadly, uh, with what's going on with polar bears, you expect there'll be more orphans all set for you to adopt. Um, yes, unfortunately, that will be true. And we are designing so that we can accommodate future orphan cubs. So how much, Donna, do you think that seeing polar bears in captivity helps people understand the precarious situation that they're in? We're hoping it will be inspiring to them. I mean, she's just so cute, the one we have, that everyone's just fallen in love with her. And if you just think, well, imagine, you know, being the Canadian Fish and Wildlife or you as Fish and Wildlife forced to shoot these things because the sea ice is melting and there's so many orphans out there. So our exhibit experience ends with this sort of messaging about things you can do at home. You know, simple changes in lifestyle, if we all made them, would totally reduce our carbon footprint significantly. You know, so if it's just using low energy appliances and compact fluorescent bulbs and commuting to work or, you know, in a carpool or walking or biking or using other you know, green technologies for energy, washing your clothes in cold water, a lot of simple things, if everyone did it, would make a huge difference. Donna Fernandez is the president of the Buffalo Zoo in New York State. Thank you so much, Donna. My pleasure. 
And if you can stand the cuteness, there are some pictures of Luna at our website, LOE.org.